Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome everybody, it's the Celtics Reddit Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Celtics J. And I'm joined, as I often am, by the OG of OC himself, Mr. Wayne Spoonie. Spoons, how you feeling, man? Dude, I'm doing good, Jay. I'm riding high on the great white hype, Derek White. That was a fun-ass game, man. I'm uh, looking forward to talking about it. So, yeah, the the other guys had the chance to really like dive into some of the trade analysis and looking out all the ins and outs of that. So, yeah, I think this game was really exciting going into it because all the junk being talked up till this point has been Celtics are on a win streak, but it's against not such competitive teams. teams. So bad teams, (laughs) bad teams, bad teams, you know, teams that need an episode of Double Dare in order to get, uh, you know, general crowd noise to happen. And so it was nice to see them stack up against the Denver Nuggets and see where we really kind of uh, matched up there. And especially because we got our first look at Derek Wade himself, which so this guy gets on a plane, gets over to Boston, gets off the plane, silver switches line, his shoes, right, throws yeah. on a jersey and then gets on the court and just starts balling out. So let's yeah. get into it a little bit. Spoons, your reactions to this game, and maybe let's even start off with how are you feeling about Derek White and what you're seeing? So I did not love Derek White as a player on the Spurs. I he just I just think he's one of those guys that I didn't really watch that much of, and he seems like that type of dude. Like we're always telling fans of other teams, like, no, Marcus Smart's good. I'm <laughs> telling you, like, you don't get it, man. And White seems like that type of guy because once I started looking into his like advanced stats and some of his like play type data, like, dude, this guy jumps off the page. And I think you can just tell he's a baller, man. Like he did not know where to be on offense. Like at times Horford's like pointing at him like, get in the corner, dude. Like, go. What are you doing? He didn't really know our defensive system, but he's just got instincts, man. And he knows how to make the right play. He hit five, six, seven great passes that either were a hockey assist or Grant Williams biffed the layup. And I was super impressed. His jumper looked great. And I think that's probably the biggest question mark. But I mean, 
he played like the last 17 minutes of the game. I mean, what the hell? What more could you ask from this dude, really? Well, and even just the way the guy opened up. I mean, it opened up and, you know, Marcus Smart initiates a steal and then he he goes on the break. And then right the next, I think it was the next play down, he hits Jason Tatum cut into the basket for, for the a dog. big jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he just came in right away, ready to just gel with most especially both the Jays and Marcus Smart. I love the pressure that he put uh, on the on the opposing defense, the way he really seemed to align with the rest of the guys in wanting to push the ball uh, in transition, whether it was off turnovers or off rebounds. Um, but I even like that the guys aren't taking their time bringing the ball up even from out of bounds. Like we're just pushing the pace, yeah. but not out of control. There were a couple points during this game. It felt like things were getting a little loose, but you could tell that yeah. it was from the intensity that both teams are playing each other at. You know, it wasn't like just totally sloppy basketball, save for a couple of moments. But I'll tell you that that tandem of Marcus Smart and Derek White that that's a problem. Yeah, like I don't I don't know that I don't know that people really realize how I think people have like this idea of the problem that it's going to be, but I don't think they really understand how much of a problem this is going to be for everyone, not the Celtics. Those (laughs) dudes are fucking dogs, man. And uh, let me ask you, did you feel like, maybe this is like a weird comment, but that game had like Isaiah Thomas era Celtics vibes around it. Like there was like, felt like a lot of positivity in that building, man. And that was the first time in a while I've been like, that crowd was loud as shit. I think Mike or even Scal even said it. Like, this is the loudest I've heard the crowd this season. Mm-hmm. And I was just expecting disappointment. And like the IT, gritty, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, Celtics type of win where it's like, how the hell did we win this game by six? Like, we should have mm-hmm. lost by 20. And they still pulled it out. Like, I, I kind of had that feeling, man. I'm getting sucked back in. I told myself <laughs> I wouldn't. But I don't know. That was a fun, fun game to watch. And it's kind of – it's been a while since we've played a good team and the garden's been going crazy and we've pulled it out. I mean, did you – do you, fi- like, feel that way? Or, I mean, am I crazy? Am I just, like, getting irrational here? Well – so that's that's a complicated question, but let's stick to the simple <laughs> part of it, which is like just the vibe that was that was going on with the game, because I don't know that I've got the medical or psychiatric degrees <laughs> to qualify me to to go deeper on, on the other sure. issues that you brought up. You need a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> degrees, but <laughs> I, 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 I also enjoyed the game and I enjoyed the game, I think, for a lot of the same reasons that I've been enjoying all of these games leading up to it, even with the caveat that a lot of these victories have been coming against bad teams because what I'm seeing and what I'm really enjoying is the consistency of both effort and execution. Yeah. And that's what we were really plagued with at the beginning of the season. At the beginning of the season, it almost seemed like for as much as Ime might have been trying to implement things, it just wasn't either matching what the team was able to or interested in doing or maybe a couple of particular players and now something has either clicked in in the sense that like they're getting the system and it's just making sense or or something's happened where they're they're finally just finding that camaraderie and and that you know the chemistry word I feel like gets thrown around a little loose these days and I, I don't know I 
I think it kind of comes off a little generic at this point. But yeah, I think these guys are really understanding how to play with each other. The Jays are playing off of each other a little bit more. Not not like crazy in depth, but we're seeing more guard action, especially for them, where they're not just reliant on a big guy coming up and screening for them. And I like that. The way this ball is moving right now, that's the thing that I think is really making everybody feel away. Because not only are they moving the ball, they're not stopping at any point. Yeah. It's not like they're going ISO when things start going bad or they're going ISO when things are going well. They're just sticking to the system. And I remember that was one of Brad's things all the time. He would preach to these guys, hit singles, hit singles. Process. Don't worry about home runs. Process, not results. Yeah. Yep, that, yeah. that Kaizen yeah, philosophy, yeah, exactly. right? And yeah. Ime's, you know, we're not hearing the same terminology and, and verbiage coming from Ime, but it certainly appears in the play style that we're seeing, there's a similar approach. And he has yeah. um, said in his, his post games and interviews um, that he is looking for them to, to not stop playing a particular way just because the score might be different whether they're down or whether they're up and I think there's something just about that consistency of energy that inspires that crowd and gets them fired up and here's the thing we all know when Marcus Smart is lit like a fuse that man I mean he is inspiration he's he's the embodiment of Rocky Balboa you know what I mean like I will I will work out montage with that dude any day of the week I run all I don't even like Philly I will run up those stairs in Philly with Marcus Smart, because that like that dude, he's just got that certain kind of fire. And I know I'm biased, and I know that I'm not so secretly in love with dude. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to apologize for that, because I, we're seeing in this stretch exactly what it is that myself and, and so many other fans see in Marcus and appreciate in Marcus and hope that we get to continue watching Marcus do on the court for these Celtics for a long, long-ass time. Yeah, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Well, and so I wanted to say, though, I did have this weird thought pop into my head during the game as I'm watching, especially the two guys play together. Um, Because of how much they kind of match intensity and how they can really square up one-on-one defensively, but also cause havoc off, off ball on defense. And we saw Derek White scale up his defense and guard bigger players very much. Like we're we're almost seeing a younger carbon copy of Marcus Smart, with maybe better mechanics on his shot. So there's some hope that maybe that could even be a little bit better. I'm almost a little worried in the back of my head. So this is like just a it's a weird it's a weird take and a weird thought, and I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel comfortable. I don't even want to say it out loud. I'm trying to avoid it. Can you tell? <laughs> With all the talk about different places that Marcus Smart could have ended up at the trade deadline, was the acquisition of Derek White the audition for Marcus Smart's inevitable replacement? So I kind of had that same thought. I was listening to the Ringer, Bill Simmons' podcast feed. They did like a big four-part trade deadline episode. And Chris Ryan's a Philly fan. And when the Derek White trade came down, they were KOC and Simmons were like, oh, does this mean Marcus Smart's getting traded? And Chris Ryan's like, you're allowed to have two good guards. <laughs> like, just because you get a good guard doesn't mean you have to trade the other one. Like, you can have two good guards. And I think that's kind of where I come down. I don't see it that way. I see it as if Derek White can make shots 
and that's a question mark, no doubt about it. But if he can make shots, and it looks like they believe in him because he's shooting like 38 39% on open threes. So that's all you need, really. Yeah. There's no reason him and Smart can't play together. Uh, and especially they're both good ball movers. They both can run a pick and roll. And obviously the defensive side of the ball is going to be absolutely insane with both of them out there. So I don't think so, man. I think this is kind of the long-term vision of Stevens is like attack. So who are you going to attack? You're going to attack Jalen Brown's like the worst defensive <laughs> player on the court, right? Like that's insane. That is <laughs> that's insane. nuts. Like name another team. That has like that, like, I mean, Philly's got Harden now. You can attack Harden in a playoff series all day Mm -hmm. long. You can attack Kyrie. You can attack Seth Curry. You can attack, I don't even know what Milwaukee does. You know, they play drop, they play weird defense. So you can, you can get shots against Milwaukee. So, I mean, this is the best defense in the NBA. And then we just upgraded Dennis Schroeder to Derek White. It's like right. borderline so, all defense, you know? And so in honor of in honor of Joe, all right, in honor of Joe, <laughs> let's let's talk just to, just for a second about what we saw as far as that that replacement as far as what it translated to on the court because I know one of the things that always drives Joe nuts with Schroeder is the the walking the dog up the court and really just gumming up that offensive pace yeah. and slowing things down. And then he's just he's he tends to be an iso heavy Guard. I mean, that's his style. That's how he gets his buckets. And yeah. that's what he gets paid to do. Um, but we saw with Derek White that he's got more versatility on defense, at least right from the beginning, from what we've seen. By I mean, far. Right. By far. He's got better shot mechanics, even if he's not necessarily shooting a better percentage than Dennis Schroeder right now. You know, Dennis Schroeder's shooting percentage is, is starting to trend down, whereas it had started like he was on fire to start the season. Mm-hmm. And he's been trending down a little bit as we've gotten closer and closer to All-Star break. And so you got to love the fact that Derek White comes in and the only thing this guy's looking to do is push the ball and move the ball. And I like he's kind of got those uh, those Time Lord fingertips where the ball comes to him and he's not really trying to hold on to it. He can. He can create a little bit for sure. Oh, yeah. But you can tell his instinct, his his preference is to move it. Like he catches and it's like he already knows where it's going. We had a couple of plays like that where we're just whipping the ball around and then we finally get the penetration. My favorite one, it's it's been getting blown up on Twitter where they're running they're throwing it all around the the three point line until it finally gets to Jalen. He cuts towards the basket and then oop to Rob Williams. Just that was poetry. And that was like a championship team style play right there. That was like 2014 Spurs style. And that was like in crunch time. You know what I mean? That wasn't in the second quarter, you know, that was like an important play. Yeah. That was when it was mattered. And I think that's the big critical difference with this team lately is we've always been capable of playing like that. And at times we did, until it was a two-point game with five minutes left. And then we stopped playing like that completely. And we didn't last night. And lo and behold, it worked. And I think part of it is, you were kind of getting at it earlier, Jay. It's a lot easier to buy in to what your coach is telling you when you're winning games. I mean, Jason Tatum in crunch time dove into the front row to save a loose ball. I can't remember Tatum 
ever doing that. And is I mean, he's an amazing player, but the dude ain't exactly giving his body up on defense that often. And he did it, man. Like, and he saved the ball. And I think we went down. I actually don't think we scored. I think Jalen missed a wide open three that we generated off ball movement. But uh, things are progressing in the right way. Like, I really really expected them to lose that game and they didn't i mean they gutted it out somehow and for me the low-key real i think exciting aspect to a lot of this is the jays still aren't really playing amazing they yeah they're I not thought, shooting great they, exactly, they, yeah. they both didn't shoot real great the other night and other than a couple of games that tatum was on fire he's still kind of struggling from oh, outside yeah. it's it's not really happening and yet we're still finding ways to win mm-hmm. and and not even like finding ways to win like clawing desperately back into games like we're still finding ways to punish teams destroy people yeah so like <laughs> i'm thinking in my head either either jason tatum just like markel faults the shit out of his shoulder or shooting whatever and we're just going to have to learn to live with like the non-shooting Jason Tatum or or at some point this dude is going to go super fucking Saiyan. And at this point, it's looking like it's going to line up with the playoffs. And I'm telling you right now, Philly's a scary team with Harden and Joel Embiid for sure. Definitely a scary team. But I'll tell you, man, with the defense that we got and the the bigs that we have now, bringing Tice back on to be yeah, the third baby. guy in that big rotation <laughs> with Horford and 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 the thriving Rob Williams, the Rob Williams who locked up Jokic at the end of that game. Now, yeah. granted, Jokic got his. Jokic got his. Rob had a good line. Jokic had a better line. Yeah. But in that crunch time when we needed a stop, Robert was all over that. That was beautiful that was huge man i don't want to be an eastern conference team having to face that just waiting for tatum to go ballistic (laughs) brown to just start smashing shit come on and then you got the rest of these guys that are just gritting out some defense and making you just hate the world around you you ever play those guys growing up oh those guys that maybe weren't even like the best ballers but they would like they would sweat their ass all over you make you hate playing basketball for the time that you're picking up Mm mm-mm like, that's what each of these guys is playing defense like right now. Like, I can't imagine anyone's having a good time playing the Celtics. No, and, I mean, it's up and down the roster, too. Like, Pritchard is not a great defensive player, but, man, he's out there scrapping, dude. He's grabbing people. He's up in your face. Like, he's pressuring the ball full court sometimes. So, everybody has, like, completely bought in. And there's – you can build momentum against bad teams, right? Like we obviously have a lot of talent. That's what was so frustrating about the beginning right. of this year is like we're playing below our talent. All the advanced metrics were well, saying – Well, in the last couple of years too, right? And it's, yeah, it's last snowballed. Year too. Yeah, right. yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. And if you can get on a run against some bad teams and get some confidence, man, confidence is everything. It really is. And it looks like this team's got some confidence and – They've won the exact type of game they've been losing for two years now. Yep. And I don't think that's nothing on the back of the fact that they've lost four games in 2022. You know what I mean? They've <laughs> lost four games in it's a, a month year. and a half. Yeah, yeah. Like, if this was like a random game when we were still 500, I would not be convinced of anything. But the fact that we're on such an incredible roll and then we won this type of game, 
really gives me a lot of hope, especially with White and, of course, Danny T coming back. Obviously. Gotta love it. Shout yeah, out That's Fungos. just good vibes, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, shout out Fungus, the legend. Yep. <laughs> so the last, the last thing I want to touch on with regards to the game, and then we'll sh- switch gears, is sure. – um, just in kind of considering the way that the team is playing now, um, so maybe not specifically the game, but but kind of just looking at the last couple of weeks and, and just considering that in relationship to lots of things that we are thinking about with regards to Ime coming in. Because I know we, you and I looked at that in depth in the offseason going into, you know, preseason, summer league, what have you. And, you know, we were, we were optimistic, we were excited, but at the same time, there's still some nervousness because you, you never know. You never right. know what's going to happen. And and then we started seeing all the things that were happening or not happening. And then we had December happen. And that was a nightmare. Lo- you know, losing a handful of games that we were up by big margins and then just blowing those leads and just watching what looked like deja vu happening over and over again. And here's the thing that stood out to me. And I, I want to get your quick thought on it. In years prior, it's seemed to be a priority of Brad Stevens to really insulate his players and to really be sort of a shield for the criticism and, and for the responsibility of, of what is supposed to be happening out there on the court and, and what the expectation is as far as outcomes. He always just seemed to kind of be there to shield that. He never really put anyone out in the, in the um, spotlight. And a lot of us in the, in the fan base were like, maybe you need to be a little tougher on these guys. And it seems like Ime has come in and really done that. Like he's, he's put the guys on blast. Like, I don't think he's done anything like crazy malicious or, or super no. disrespectful. Like he's not shaming anybody, but he's also, he's not going to skirt blame from players that maybe aren't doing what he's, you know, putting them in positions to do. And it seemed like at one point maybe that was rattling cages and maybe that was not going to create cohesion, but it seems to be working because now we're just, again, cause it's, it's the consistency, right? It's, right? it's this consistency. They're not playing any different on any given game, different teams, different players, same style, same pace, same energy. Um, and when you, we see it like let up for half a quarter or for a couple minutes, you, you see them do the thing that we've been begging them to be able to do for the last handful of seasons, which is, all right, bring it back in, reestablish back in. dominance. Yeah, lock back in. How are you feeling with that? What, what are you feeling with regards to Ime and the way that he's managed these players? And, and how much do you think he's to credit for what we're seeing now? So I will uh, – let me get my negatives out of the way first with Yudoka. I do not think he's done a good job with the young guy, with the the Pritchard, Romeo, Neesmith. I do not think he's done a good job with bringing them along. Subtitle, uh, just is he's really just talking about Neesmith. No, no, no. Pritchard too. Uh, maybe even Pritchard especially because he was good. Like Pritchard was a legitimately good player last year. Mm-hmm. And this year he's clearly lost some confidence, right? I think you can put that at the feet of Yudoka in a lot of ways. That said... At this point in the season, that's about the only negative thing I can say about him. Uh, and perhaps with where this team's at, maybe you just have to sacrifice that to get this team back on track. Because, you know, do you want to sacrifice at the time Jay Rich and Schroeder's minutes to see what Neesmith and Pritchard can do when you might lose more games? Maybe not, right? Because at some point, 
you've got to convince Brown and Tatum, like, this is going to work. What I'm Mm -hmm. telling you is going to work. You just got to listen to me. And if you keep losing games, they probably won't. At some point, they're going to stop listening, right? Mm -hmm. So I will say the best thing about him, I think, has been his ability to change. He clearly saw Schroeder and Smart was not working. I mean, Schroeder was not playing a lot by the time he was traded. Those last few weeks, man, he was playing like under 20 minutes sometimes, barely 20 minutes, which is the perfect role for him. But if you ask Dennis Schroeder, (laughs) that is not the perfect role for him. And, you know... They clearly took a long time to figure out his defense, and that's scary as shit. The first month and a half when we didn't, like, you know, we're blowing switches all over the place. Everybody's pointing at each other confused, but it's clearly, these guys have clearly learned the system. That system is clearly really good, and we've got a lot of really damn good defensive players to fill it, so it's working amazingly. And then I think it was... Remember we had at the beginning of January that Knicks loss. I think we were up 20 and lost to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And Yudoka came out and was like, that's on me. I need to start calling plays in crunch time because I thought these guys could just go out there and play, but clearly they can't. And last night, Jalen was like pseudo point guard in crunch time. And every time he looked at Yudoka, got a play, and then we ran it. One of them was he ran a pick and roll with Derek White. He hit Derek White with the pass. Derek White got the and one. And I think he just realized, like, I'm not doing enough as a coach to put these guys in a position in crunch time to win. And since I think we've lost like two games since that game. So, I, I mean, he's clearly – I had a lot of concerns about him almost – 95% of them are gone. Uh, this is this is not a Nate Bjorkman situation like I was concerned. <laughs> We've already won more games than Indy did last year, I'm pretty sure. So I'm not concerned about it anymore. And for the first time since we were 8-3 and three last year, basically, and Tatum got COVID, I'm truly like hopeful and excited for this team. So, yeah, that I mean, I think I've got a bet. $20 on Udoka to win coach of the year. Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> for big horse. money. Yeah, dark, yeah, right. Yeah. Sweet 50 Spoon bucks. full of dollars now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, upgrading the house pretty soon. I'm going to finish <laughs> this basement. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, it's great to see it. And, you know, seeing the guys really seem to like having Jalen looking for that play call, that, like that's a big deal. Because yeah. it did seem like last year they, they were trying to just go out there and do their own thing. And, and maybe it was just familiarity with Brad's system. And it's like, hey, we know what you want us to do. We're going to go out there and do right. it, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, clearly something. Now, you know, I've got another, t- I've got a, it's not even a take. It's a tangent. I've got like two tangents that are on deck, but we're not, we're not going to get into it tonight. But one has to do specifically with Brad Stevens um, and, and my th- my thoughts to do with his transition into that role and, and some about the the motivation that may have been in place for that, given what we've seen and heard since then. Um, and, but again, we'll, uh, we'll hold on to that because there's, there's going to be plenty of time for all that kind of discussion. I do want to take the last few minutes that we've got uh, available to us for this particular episode to uh, respond to one of the posts that went up in the sub today. Uh, Cause I really, I think it's reflective of the energy that folks are feeling right now. 
Yeah. And so it was posted up there by Taylor Hayward underscore Boston. Uh, where do you see the Celtics finishing the season in the East, given their recent gameplay and pickups? Um, and so one to two, three to four, five to six, seven to eight, nine to 10, less than 10. Um, I, I can't imagine anyone voted for less than 10. What? Is that even mathematically possible at this point? Right. <laughs> We'd have to like win no games. <laughs> four, four people apparently think so. Um, the majority of folks are, are seeing us finishing somewhere in the five to six. Um, and then, you know, the close second there is, is three to four. So folks are seeing us three to four. Damn. Yeah. Folks, <laughs> folks are feeling like we're going to just keep climbing here. Spoons. I want to know. Are, are you are you feeling that changed? Like, are you feeling that inspired? So I, I think at the beginning of the season, I thought we'd be in the mix for three to six. We're still very much in the mix for three to six. So I'd say that four to six range, four to five, uh, six to seven. But I think we I think we climb out of the play in and I think we can give Miami, Cleveland, even Philly. Chicago, I think we can give any of those teams hell, man. I really do in a first-round playoff series. So I think we're going to be – I don't think we'll be hosting a playoff game, but I do think we'll be out of the play-in, so five or six. How about you, Jay? Where are you at? Are there enough games for us to get into first place? I'm not great at math. Spoons, help me out with the math here. No, I'm not actually looking for you to do a bunch of other things. I I will say – Okay. Miami, we're only four and a half games back from one. I mean, that's the thing. There's that's not, not that much that separation many. this year. There's that's just not, not that, that much separation. Yeah. So it's like a team goes on a run like this. I mean, think about the year, the the first year we had Kyrie, we went on like an 18 game winning streak. Yes. Like those types of shits happen, man. Yeah. If something like that goes down, we're launched into first, like without blinking so much, you know. Now, I'm not necessarily suggesting that I'm anticipating we're about to run off an 18 game winning streak. Um, but I won't be mad if we do, you know, so you know, <laughs> shout, out, it. shout out, you know, Boston Celtics uh, and, and the entire organization, you know, if you want to get on that, like I'm about it, I'll, I'll support that. <laughs> you know, if you want to run off 18, um, I could, from what I've seen, I have a hard time con- thinking or convincing myself that this team is going to let their foot off the gas. Now, I don't think that means they're going to go Golden State and run the table um, like that, that, you know, basically what 79 win team did or uh, 79 win team did for Golden State a handful of years ago. But I just don't see them slipping any further. I don't see them diving back down to seven or nine or any of that nonsense, you know, I see us probably in the four to six range, depending on what other teams pull their shit together. Because, you know, a handful of those middling teams have kind of started to struggle a bit. So it's really it's 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 a toss up right now in that really in, in that six to three realm. It's really just like you could throw some dice right now and and probably have a decent shot at predicting what's gonna happen. But from what we're seeing out of these guys energy wise focus wise and the ball movement you just the way this ball is moving right now you you pair that defense that they've got with that kind of ball movement that willingness to pass the ball and not over like the the jays aren't even over dribbling anymore oh not at all that's what made and you know more than anything i think that's what really killed schroeder's whole vibe here because the moment the jays stopped pounding the ball like that Brother, he became, you can't. He you became can't. the outlier. <laughs> yeah, so whenever yeah. he'd do it, it's like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Like, that's you? not what is happening here. <laughs> yeah. 
you gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> like and it's been did. nice. We, you seem like a great guy. But truth fire or whatever it is, you gotta you gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. It was time for Dennis. R.I.P. buddy. <laughs> and I was sad to see uh Josh Richardson go, and I was yeah. I was nervous around how that would look, you know, if if not sort of long term at the very least, you know, this initial game coming out of everything. Because as much as I know that White and and Jay Rich are both good defensive players, I don't know that I was fully aware of quite what White could do on the defensive end and how much he really does parallel sort of the the tenacity as well as the skills and capabilities of a Marcus Smart. He's not going to be able to body up bigs like Marcus can. I mean, Marcus has got like a certain kind of strength that like I don't think is even – physically it's or medically like one possible. of a kind <laughs> yeah. in a guard like you, we've never seen a guard like that before it's i insane. imagine smart's one of those guys that like if you really pissed him off like he wouldn't actually fight you he would just like you know like put a, a cigar out in his hand and stare at you dead in the eyes until you just, <laughs> just decided to put run your head away down and walk man. away yeah. like, <laughs> like he don't care like what yeah. <laughs> so i i've been i was relieved to see that because i was nervous about jay rich leaving and of course jay rich has been shooting fire but it, I feel like it's a great sell high, great sell high because yep. he really did rehab. He he did that Jordan Crawford special, and we got <laughs> yeah. a really great value. A guy a little bit younger, longer, uh, longer on contract. Yep. And what he does that Jay Rich can't quite do at the same level is again pass and distribute uh, and create shots for others. Jay Rich was doing, I think, a really nice job with what he could do. He's got a oh, really yeah. cool, quirky uh, mid-range game, but he wasn't—he wasn't a facilitator, you know, not not in the way that we're seeing right off the bat from White. And so, it's just—it's lovely to see. It's been a long time coming, it feels like, and I'm just hoping these good times keep rolling because we need some banner. Uh, what, what was it? The banner boogies. We need, yeah, the banner we need people getting boogie. fired up and ridiculous again, man. The sub has been like just so wallowing in disappointment and frustration and angst. And it's like, we need some good vibes, some good times. Let's just, let's roll through some teams and Gino it up, yo. Yeah. Who do you, who do you want in round one, Jay? Who do you want? Oh, give me Philly. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but, but I, all I want it is might. Philly. They're five right now. They yeah. get up to three and we're six. I mean, Fi- that Philly, very much could happen. Philly or the Nets. Philly or the Nets. <laughs> Give yeah. me Cleveland. Give me the no. young guys. <laughs> no, here. I'll tell you right now. I don't want Cleveland because I think Cleveland would be a problem. They can't shoot, man. That's no, those double bigs playoffs. are – those double bigs are like like we've got double bigs, right? But they've got double bigs. They, yeah. I mean, they're Yeah. No, no doubt. Cleveland's a very good team. I just not sure how they play converts to the playoffs. But like I said, I think we can give anybody trouble in the playoffs. I really do. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we've we seen look the well Jays. primed. Yeah. This is gonna be a good second half of the year, man. This post yeah. and and you know who always comes out like a flamethrower after an all star game. I mean oh, that yeah. is that, that that's Tatum's freaking that that's his, his entrance time. song. If yeah, this were exactly, the WWE yeah. or whatever, like that's him like rolling down the freaking thing. Oh, I need to start making shots now. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me get on that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and and with the improved uh you know facilitation on his end and 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 Jalen too, you know, not quite to the same level as Tatum, but man, he's it been is doing much better though. Jalen really has, yeah, for sure. So lots of good feelings to have, lots of good vibes. Listen, I don't want to keep us too long. I know we, you know, we're a little bit limited with time this particular evening. But do you have any final thoughts you want to throw out there, spoons? 
I do not, Jay. It was uh, good to get back on just you and me, man. It's been too long. It has, man. I, I apologize for some of that. Um, and, and anyone else that's, that's been missing me, crickets, crickets, crickets. <laughs> uh, you know, listen, they, they've been getting well, folks have been getting well taken care of. I'm really excited for your solo pod that you got going Thanks, out there. Man, I appreciate First episode it. dropped today. If you haven't had the chance to check that out yet, um, Hey, and if you've got any uh, thoughts for a title, uh, if you haven't yet noticed, Spoons, he writes some great articles, could use a little help with the titles. So <laughs> anyone that wants to throw some some ideas his way, that'd be great. But you really did. You're, you're killing it. Really excited to see how that continues to grow and develop. And I, I think I speak for the rest of the sub and, and anyone else that's been appreciate, appreciating your work uh, to this point, man. Thanks, so, brother. It means a lot. For real. You got it, man. Tell the people where they can find you in all your spots. At W Spoonie on Twitter, Wayne Spoonie on Medium, and obviously, you can't avoid me in the sub. I'll be there, <laughs> even if and you if want he's to. not, I promise I'll tag him and draw his ass in there. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, that's gonna do it for us tonight. Uh, as always, please make sure to to like, to subscribe, check us out on the YouTube channel, uh, leave comments, leave reviews, give us feedback, let us know what you like, let us know what you don't like, let us know what you'd like to see coming forward, whether it's different guests or different kinds of segments. Tell us what kind of content that we're putting out that you're vibing with. Um, we're really looking to get engagement from all of you because when we do this, I mean, we're having fun. We're having fun hanging out with each other and talking about something that we love, but it's also about connecting with the rest of everybody else too because this is a community, uh, you know, it's a community endeavor. Uh, and right now we've got plenty of good vibes to share with one another. So let's just soak that in. So reach out to us and be ready. We've got more episodes and more content on its way. So thank you again, everybody, and be well.